Well, it's been absolutely dreadful week, um, <laughs> mostly because of work, and uh, very nearly didn't get Mr. Burt today because I nearly had to go to work again this afternoon, but didn't in the end. Um, ironically, I'm actually feeling alright, I'm not quite sure how that works, but anyway, and um, at the moment all is fine, it'll no doubt disintegrate shortly. Welcome to episode 154 of Mr. Burt Pods. No, it has it's been awful. <laughs> I'm not enjoying the show, uh, but welcome to that anon. It's always a bad sign when I go to my diary. You can probably hear the t- pages being turned. Oh, I did. Um, I did solve one little mystery uh, of why I couldn't record with my new headphones uh, a couple of weeks ago. I fucked around for hours and hours, couldn't work out why the microphone wasn't working, and then ended up doing it back on the computer. And then uh, realised a couple of days ago that my headphones, my new headphones, don't actually have a microphone on them, which would be a big clue as to why uh, Mr. Burt Pods wasn't recording. So there we go. It's always a bad sign. Well, it's it's one of two things. When I look at an empty diary, uh, and I've got my Moochie diary here, uh, a month over two pages, uh, when there's nothing written in, because it either means I've got nothing on, therefore have written nothing in or I'm so stressed because there's so much going on I've decided I just give up writing in it and then by not writing in it I think psychologically things are just going to go away and I'm not gonna have to do any of them it's a bit like going into bed and pulling the duvet over your head and hoping the day will go away so um yes so I did um and, and that was definitely the case I remember there's loads of things that I actually have just not written into my diary and I've panicked and put them in this morning and I've probably forgotten other things uh, because I've had my head in the sand. Anyway, uh, we started with, yeah, so last Monday I couldn't do this because I was in work. That was a shock. Uh, Having been in work all Saturday, well, Saturday afternoon and evening uh, and missing Darren's birthday. which I haven't heard anything about, actually, quite surprisingly. And I haven't had a th- I was going to say I haven't had a thank you for the birthday present, but I haven't given it to him yet. Uh, he did moan about the card. Um, so Monday, uh, I went into work. I know I had a panic yoga and a panic run, which I think both went all all right. It was really, oh, no, it was really, really hot, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the run wasn't great. I went through the woods and uh, I think something wrong wrong with GPS. Uh, and yes, that was all fine. And uh, yoga was off. I can't even remember. It's too long ago now. And then, um, then I had to go into work for rehearsals in the afternoon. Uh, and everyone's lovely on it. I've got no no complaints about anybody I'm working with. Um, that was all lovely, and wasn't actually. And then we had the first preview, I believe, which uh, the running time of the play is. A, just over it's around about two and a half hours uh the first preview took three and a half hours uh i got out getting on for half past 11 uh due to the scenery not functioning i think we had three show stops uh which the audience were surprisingly um patient with well not surprisingly it's a preview so um 
Yes, it was just very, very stressful. <laughs> More stressful for other people than me, but uh, stressful nevertheless. Uh, and then I was back in Tuesday afternoon, which threw me, because uh, usually I do cleaning on Tuesday morning, and then I have my Welsh in on Tuesday afternoons. So that all went upside down, and I had a panic clean and didn't manage to clean very much around the house, and then... Uh, had to leave uh, just before lunch. Wasn't happy about that. Um, that all went slowly. And then the evening went all right, actually. I think the evening was okay. We got through it. Um, it's quite stressful. It's quite stressful. It's stressful on lots of levels. At the moment, there is an awful lot of equipment where I'm sitting, so much equipment that I actually have no space to put anything in front of me on. There's no flat areas anywhere in front of me or to the side of me. And it's a tiny, tiny room. If I stretch my arms out left to right, I'm touching walls. Um, I can barely move uh, a mouse, which I need to move uh, for one thing. Uh, I can't see my cue lights. There's a little pack thing that uh, attaches to your belt or sits on the desk. Normally sits on the desk with me and it's got your cue lights on it. So flashes for standbys, just in case the um, headsets fail, you've got a visual cue. And the headsets do fail, as I found in the past. Uh, so And then it goes green for go and I can't see that unless I sort of twist around uh, and put my uh, ankles around my neck. And then um, when I respond on the standby queue, my arm is going very worryingly close to hitting the go button uh, on the lighting board. Uh, and then added to that, we've had the, or I've had the lighting programmer in because the lighting is still not, well, it's all right now, but it wasn't at that point. There was still lots of fiddling around to do with it. And also there's video. So I also have a huge video screen about feels about a foot from my face. I think it's a little bit more than that, but not much. And uh, these, these are video projections onto the stage and um, that was failing and not and malfunctioning. So the video person was in as well. So there were three of us, uh, plus a lot of equipment squashed into a very small room. Uh, added to that, there are two scenes in the uh, show which are quite stressful to operate. I really, really have to concentrate hard. Uh, and uh, not helped by the sound effects going on at that moment. And um, I was having to do that with uh, two people squashed into the room with me. So it's been a bit stressful, uh, it has to be said. Um, it has eased off now a little bit. I think Wednesday we had another show stop, but Thursday, Friday and Saturday were all all right. So I just feel I've been swallowed up with it, to be honest. Um, I don't really know what else has been going on in my life. So, yes, that was my week, really. And then yesterday... Um, yes, yeah, so my week's just basically been in theatre. On top of that, uh, there has been the window handles, which has also been exciting. Now, they turned up two Tuesdays ago, or one Tuesday ago, it was a week before last. Uh, I think, as we, as I mentioned, um, so it had been taken forever to arrange a day for the person to come around. Then I'd paid for half of it. Then they said they hadn't received payment. Then I had a breakdown trying to convince them that uh, they had received the payment. Then they said, oh, yes, we have received the payment. 
And then the person turned up and the window handles were wrong. So they had to rebook in for the following Tuesday a week later, then rang on the Friday. I think I've been through all this before. Then he rang on the Friday and said, oh, I'm free uh, late this afternoon. This morning I can come in. So I had a frantic rearrange and then he couldn't come in. I think I mentioned that last week. And then he did come in this Tuesday. He was supposed to come in the afternoon and then he rang again in the morning and said I can come imminently, uh, which wasn't ideal. Uh, because we both had a busy morning, but we just wanted to get the damn thing over and done with. So, of course, you know, one of us is running around in the shower and the other of us is in the middle of a yoga session. And um, no, it was Monday, it was right, Monday. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, he did, I don't know what he thinks. I don't know what he thought. It just isn't worth thinking about. Um, yes, yeah, so that was all done quickly. Thank goodness we can now open the bathroom window. And then... Then I emailed, so I've got, you know, it's all been done, considering my invoice, and then the invoice hasn't, hadn't come through. So I emailed again yesterday, and finally the invoice has come through. So I've paid it, and if they say they haven't received payment, I will probably, uh, I don't know what I'll do. I'll have some sort of little breakdown, I imagine. So that's that's all been thrilling. Uh, I feel like I could have had a, uh, an extension done in the time it's taken to get two window handles on, on but anyway. Uh, the, the extension up the road is actually, uh, it must be nearing completion. Uh, it's all painted white now, as just think I was saying last week, doesn't look so bad. Uh, one side it looks fine, but the front of it, when you, which isn't our road because it's on a corner, looks absolutely fine. It's when you turn the corner into our road, it looks ridiculous. Um, but it doesn't look so bad now, it's sort of uniformly white. Um, so hopefully, I hope, that's going to be finished soon. There's been loads of drilling going on. Um, and then I had a very calming, what day? I've lost track of the days. Uh, we had notice of uh, everybody get rid of their cars. Council notices all over the cars and the lampposts and bollards put up and everything for resurfacing. Uh, that was last Monday, wasn't it? And then I went out, no, it might have been Tuesday. And then I, so I went out for my walk. No, it was last Wednesday, that's right. And then the day before it happened, I went out for my walk in the afternoon. And when I got back from my walk, the whole lot had been taken away. So no work had been done and all the parking restriction information had all been removed. So then it all appeared again. <laughs> I can't remember what day. Someday last week, it all appeared again with less time. Uh, and a smaller area of the road and it had a rather I can't remember what the phrase was it wasn't resurfacing it was it was pothole repair or something anyway needless to say as I settled down to my uh, meditative breathing and yoga session uh, they started digging up the road uh, so that was lovely and they've sort of dug up part of the road it's basically a large rectangle that they've dug up uh, and they've basically tarmacked it so there's like a sort of rectangle in the middle of the road it doesn't reach the pavements on either side uh, and it's not very long it's just like an area it's probably the width the length of two cars uh, and where all the dreadful potholes were that have been temporarily filled in uh, they haven't touched that area uh, and they haven't removed any of the gravel because the whole road is covered in gravel um, it's like someone's dug a gravel pit and basically put all the gravel down the road. So um, none of that's been cleared. So um, 
Yeah, that was marvellous, actually. I uh, can't tell you how grateful we all are to the council for that. So we've just got a tarmac patch in the middle of our road and the majority of the road has not been resurfaced and the potholes no doubt will all be reappearing uh, as soon as it gets to the autumn, which we'll all look forward to. Uh, so that was that. So, um, yes, yeah, so I've had to faff around trying to find somewhere else to park the car. And they also said, um, it also said on it between three and eight or something, or was it two and seven or something anyway, uh, which we immediately took to be the time that they were coming. Um, so we thought it was going to be done in the afternoon. Uh, it turned out that was the numbers of the houses that it was being done in front of. Should that was a big clue to how small the area was going to be. Um, so it was done first thing, thing in the morning when we were expecting it to be done in the afternoon. Hence my um, raging uh, yoga session. And as I said to someone, I'm thinking about doing a yoga for workmen session because uh, they probably saw quite a lot of what was going on in the window. I mean, I can't hide from the window when I'm doing my yoga. I could have drawn the curtains, I suppose. Anyway, um, thinking back on it, I don't know why I didn't draw the curtains. Um, so that was that. But at least I haven't been bitten by a horsefly this week. Now, uh, I think I've been a bit quiet on the National Treasure, um, but they've been bitten by a horsefly. Or apparently, uh, being an actor, obviously, they can't get bitten by a mosquito. It has to be a horsefly. Um, bad enough that they had to go to the pharmacy. And uh, shouldn't mock actually because it sounded deeply unpleasant. But um, they, being from the north, the wrong side of the north, uh, the West Riding, uh, called apparently called horseflies clegs, uh, which I mocked uh, a lot actually. Um, and then I actually looked up horsefly, and cleg is part of the proper name for a horsefly, and horsefly is just some. <laughs> easier name put on it. So uh, I had to eat my mockery on that one. But other than that, I think they're all right. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen anyone for a long time. I haven't seen Darren since, I don't think I've seen Darren since before Christmas. I haven't seen uh, National Treasure since uh, months ago. Uh, I haven't seen anybody. I don't know what I've been doing. I've seen, becoming very antisocial. I'm not becoming antisocial. I just seem to be busy all the time. Now, I don't think... I I should have heard about the novel extract I sent in for the over 50s first written novel. Uh, it wasn't a competition, it was a submission thing. I think I should have heard back if they wanted the whole thing last week and I haven't heard, so that's that. But that's fine because I don't really want to go into a whole start writing a novel. I am struggling. Well, I'm not struggling, but the short story is just going very, very slowly and it's just turned really weird. And I sort of quite worry about myself because uh, it's just such an odd story. Um, I don't know where it's coming from inside me, but there we go. Uh, that's, I've got another six weeks or so on that before that deadline. I've got to get that done. Uh, so that's all that. Now I do have a plug. Uh, there is a film coming out in September. I'm hoping to get it on the trailer onto the website with this uh, episode. Uh, I may fail, but I'm hoping to do that. If not, I'll definitely stick it on Instagram. Uh, and I don't know if anyone ever looks at my Twitter. I could put it on Twitter as well. Um, the playwright who was dramaturging, I never know if that's a word, my play, 
uh, is called B. Roberts. And her first play got loads and loads of awards. And it's called And Then Came the Night Jars. And a film has been made. It's a beautiful play. I haven't seen it, but I read it. Uh, a film has been made of it. And it's coming out in September. I think it's the first week of September. I'll double check that. So that's really exciting. And she's written the screenplay as well. And it's a beautiful play. It's The play's a two-hand. I imagine they've opened it up a bit for the film cinema. But um, it's the play's a two-hander about a vet and a farmer, uh, and it's set in the height of the foot. Oh, no, it's set at the beginning of the foot and mouth uh, epidemic. Um, and it's grim, and it's very, very funny, and it's very moving and beautiful. It's a lovely, lovely piece. Um, and what I really... And, and I went on a course with... B or B was a tutor on a course I went on. It was a Zoom course, I think, during the lockdown, around about lockdown. And two things that attracted me were A, B is very, very funny. Um, and I love her sense of humour. And s nearly says C then. A and B for B. B, uh, she's written about two middle-aged men, which, you know, uh, I like. I like it when people write different roles to themselves and also she's written about the countryside a she's written about the countryside which is not written about enough and b she's written about a time of real tragedy <clears throat> it was a terrible terrible time um and i think you know when you live in london like i do all bit that i come from countryside-ish uh growing up um you don't hear anything about the countryside when you live in london the media doesn't really cover the rest of the country it doesn't really it covers cities and it covers London a lot, but you don't really hear about what goes on in the countryside. And it was a terrible, terrible time. And this play um, really shone, shone, shines a light on this and it needs, it, it, you know, I'm going to say it's an unusual thing for the play and it shouldn't be, it should be a normal thing. There should be things like this should be written on, and on our stages all the time because it's about this country and our lives and and everything. And it's, I think it's a really important play and it's beautiful. And I really, really recommend oh, hello. Uh, everybody going to see the film when it comes out in September. So I will put uh, links to the trailer on if I can. Uh, it's not for a while anyway. So that's all exciting. So I'm really, really happy for B. That's really lovely and exciting. And then um, I think it's directed by, I think it's directed by the person that directed the original stage production and I think the two original actors are in it uh, might be wrong, I need to check um, then I think that's it really um, I haven't been in the garden the big news is that the olive plant which I continued feeding and watering and left it outside even though it wasn't, it looked dead uh, I started, it's coming to leaf uh, so I'm very very happy about that um, so I'm treating it with great care. Uh, it's on the doorstep in the sun, and uh, also um, I've nearly given up on my heart fern. It's not a heart fern. I can't remember what the thing's called. Um, I've got one leaf left on it, and it's pretty much dying. Even though I'm, oh, I just don't know what to do. That I hate it when plants die. I really hate it. I'm quite happy to let the garden go, but then the garden doesn't die when you don't tend it. It just goes mad. Um, uh, I don't know why we haven't been in the garden because the weather's been absolutely lovely. Um, I am watching, and we've just started watching the fourth strike, Cormorant Strike uh, thrillers on BBC One, which came out ages ago. I think it was December. I do really like them. There's a J.K. Rowling. She writes under a different name. Is it Robert Galbraith? 
their detective stories with two brilliant um, central characters. I haven't read them, but I really love the TV series. Uh, so just after the fourth one, I can't remember what it's called, uh, but they're all on BBC. It's Strike. Uh, and Mr. Mr. Queen, absolutely uh, f- f- fantastic South Korean series. I'm uh, still jodding along with that. I think we've just watched episode 9 of 20. And it got very serious and very exciting, actually. And um, uh, I haven't seen any more of that comedy, uh, Colin from Accounts. So I can't rave about that because I haven't seen any more of that. I don't know why. It's because I've been out all week. Um, I've been in the theatre every single week because of the previews. Because I'm going to hand over to my uh, work co-worker. Want of a better phrase. Uh, they're not a co-worker. That sounds awful. Uh, the person I work with, uh, I'll be handing over to them uh, at the end of this week into next week. So I've had to work. I'll be working all this week in the evenings as well, which is fine. And um, I think that's all. What am I reading? Uh, I'm still on the same things. Uh, I've got nothing to say about what I'm reading, really. I have to... Oh, and one more recommend. I do have to recommend. It's Radio 4. It's on BBC Sounds, but... Uh, the programme called, and I can't remember what it's called, that's a great start, isn't it? Is it How to Be a Man? With Rylan, um, where he interviews, uh, he's interviewed about 10 different men about masculine, talking about what masculinity means to them and all sorts of stuff. Uh, I've That's a terrible description of it. It is an absolutely fascinating listen. He's a really, really good interviewer. And... Um, uh, and I really, I think it's a really important series, so I can highly recommend I'm hoping it's called How to Be a Man. Uh, but anyway, it's on BBC Sounds. I'm going to quickly look this up because... Uh, yes, How to Be a Man. Rylan, How to Be a Man. I can't remember Rylan's second name because he tends to be known just as Rylan now, doesn't he? Rylan Clark. Um, so, yes, I really do recommend that. Uh, and uh, a very, very moving... Uh, the, the Radio 5... I think I mentioned it before. How do you cope with John Robbins and Ellis James? A very moving uh, talk with Richard Coles about uh, the death of his uh, husband, who also was an alcoholic. Uh, I think, yet again, I, I have to say it's an absolutely outstanding lesson. Um, that's uh, how do you cope with John and Ellis. Uh, again, it's on BBC Sounds, and it's the one with Richard Coles. Uh, I'm very, very into listening at the moment. I'm actually more into listening to things than I'm reading, I have to be said. Uh, and I'm still ploughing through Table Manners and loving every minute of it. I'm going to stop now because it's hot, and I've got to go on because I've got to go out this evening. So um, I'm very jolly. I don't know why I'm so jolly. It's been an absolutely pig of a week, and I'm not sleeping well because it's hot. And um, my mood's fine, which slightly worries me. And on that note, thank you for listening.